Well, it's raining outside. I'm holed up here with the son, Noah. He's probably gonna wake up soon. But I've had a lot on my mind and I've been thinking and praying a lot and wanted to take probably a long time to tell you some of the things that I think God is leading us in at Aroma. I wanna start by saying thank you. Thank you for your partnership in the gospel. Thank you for praying. Thank you for sacrificing financially. Thank you for coming. Uh, you're getting this because in some way along the journey, you have been a part of this, whether you've been specifically involved in the ministry in the day-to-day, -day, or you've been a key partner, someone who uh, is just really excited about what God's doing and wanting to be involved in it, whether you've been faithfully praying for us for years, whatever it is, thank you for your partnership, for your participation in the gospel. Thank you. I want to take a few minutes to share about the context of this season that we're in and what I feel like God is leading us in, and then a few different uh, changes that I think might be ahead or just things that I want people to pray for. This isn't the final answer on things. It's just kind of another step in the journey and just saying, God, what are you doing? We want to be part of it. And I've been reminded the last couple days how important it is that we remember the vision that we had. The vision is to help people smell, become, and spread the aroma of Christ and to do that with excellence and urgency, specifically through kingdom business and church planting, and to see a whole world starting here in our little, little tiny spot of Sheman be reconciled to the Father. And that is something that um, just we really want to focus on, something we feel God has always led us to. And we're not gonna stop just because it's hard or just because the season is changing. That vision, those roots that we have are there for a reason. And I'm excited to, to remember that and, and to, to keep reminding us about why that's so important, why it's so important that people smell the aroma in the cafe um, through outreaches, through different things that we do, whether it's in, in the cafe or in the church or with the teams and interns, that people smell the aroma of Christ, that they're drawn into who he is. And yeah, we want to focus in on people 18 to 35 mostly, but there's people younger than that and people that are older than that that are being drawn into this. And it's just a special privilege that we have to help people smell the aroma. And then help people become the aroma, to train and to equip them and to raise them up as leaders to, to show them what true, truly following Jesus looks like. And to walk with them as they learn the process of discipleship, as they learn to take steps in their faith journey. Whether it's uh, learning their spiritual gifts or starting to tithe or serving in the church, getting in the habit of reading the Bible every day. These, these basic things uh, are part of what God has given us as, as a destiny, and we want to walk with people in that. And then to send people to spread. And it's something that's very different and upside down, I think, from a lot of other ministries. But, you know, Jesus says if you want to receive, you need to give. And if you want to go up, you need to get low. And if you want to win, you need to lose. And if you want to live, you need to die. <laughs> And it's an upside down kingdom. And most people want to gather more and more and they want to, to draw people together. And there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not opposed to churches getting big or ministries being big, but I just think there's something really special about the idea of sending people out, staying small and staying nimble and sending people out so that they can go and spread the aroma of Christ. They can go back to families they're from, towns they're from. They can go back to businesses that they work in and they can spread the aroma of Christ 
whether it's in church planting or business's mission or whatever other things God might lead them to, they have that privilege. And you get to send them out to spread the aroma of Christ so more and more people can know who he is, can be drawn themselves into smelling the aroma, and eventually they can become and spread the aroma too. It's a never-ending cycle of God's kingdom expanding and more and more people being drawn into covenant relationship with the Father in heaven. It's just beautiful, and I love being part of that. These last three months, one of the things that it's really meant for us has been this idea of the fruit and the gifts, that the Holy Spirit is Jesus himself in us, leading us and teaching us and guiding us and empowering us, and so we need the fruit of the Spirit, more patience and love and joy and peace, and we need the gifts of the Spirit. We need to see his power at work both in transforming our character and in our capacity to see the kingdom expand. That's been a huge emphasis for us, but to do that, we've wanted to begin to trim out some of the unnecessary things in the ministry uh, and to, to shift the focus from, uh, from building up administrative structures to just being with people and having that space and time. And so we're asking God to show us clearly what are some of the things that we can cut out? What are some of the things that we can get rid of? And so uh, it's, it's meant changes. It's meant the ending of some things like uh, different administrative tasks. There's something called Aroma News that I just canceled recently. And the reason for that was not because I don't think it's good or I don't like it. It's because I want us to have, I want us to have a focus and an emphasis on getting out from behind our desks and really being with those people. Speaking of people, these last few months there's been a lot of change in people. A lot of people moving on to something else. Many times for good reason, but that transition can be tough. It can be hard to engage with people when you already know from the beginning that they'll be gone in 10 days or two months or a year. That, that can be really hard. And so being aware of that, knowing that we need to, to press into staying engaged, to lean into these relationships and to grow with them on the journey, knowing that they might not stick around for a long time for whatever reason. I feel that God has drawn me again to the book of Ephesians has always been this important focal point. You know, it's, it's one of the, the strongest theological treatises of who Jesus is. There's high Christology there. There's deep understanding in the church. There's so much clarity about what our life can look like in Christ and as a body of believers together. Uh, but one phrase in there that's really drawn me these days is this phrase, rooted and established in Christ, like it says in Ephesians 3, 14, uh, 3 17, specifically 3, 14 through 21, but specifically verse 17, where it says being rooted established in Christ. It's a beautiful prayer and it has to do with our covenant relationship with with the Father and how that's worked out with Jesus and how the Spirit is involved in that too. There's this beautiful Trinitarian theology that we can rely on and, and as we live out it really changes us. The book of Nehemiah has been huge for me in this season. It's been really encouraging to think about how this guy in 52 days did what in 70 years other leaders couldn't do and he did it with this bold focus and emphasis on who God is and his willingness to, to be obedient to him and to step out in faith to see God provide miraculously for him. It's really amazing. Had some good times of prayer, reflection. God's reminded me that he values our passion, our commitment to and our sacrifice for him, and our creativity and innovation. This is part of the aroma DNA, if you will, something that's really so encouraging. I've been reading some books recently, books like Blueprint by Jason Ma, powerful, a book about uh, team culture. Covenant and Kingdom, a book about how to read scripture. 
the surprised by the power of the spirit. Actually, that's one Jamie's read, and she says, I need to read. It's so good, I just haven't gotten around to it yet. Jab, 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 Right Hook, a book about communication and, and engaging people. Raising Giant Killers, Family on Mission, Loving Your Kids on Purpose, Marketplace Miracles. These are books that have been inspiring and challenging me these days. And one quote, not from any of these books, but it's a quote stuck on my mind. If you want to keep getting the same results, keep doing the same thing. It just made me think, if we're going to keep getting the same results that we've been getting, then yeah, keep doing the same thing you've been doing. But if we feel that God is leading us into a season of change, then maybe some of the things that we're doing need to change, need to be trimmed out, need to be reimagined, need to be rethought. And I think one of those big things for me is prayer. We have prayer meetings on Tuesdays and Wednesdays and Fridays. We have prayer during our church service on Sunday. And I think one of the things that I've done is I've used this word prayer as kind of a blanket statement for a lot of different things. Maybe waiting on God, worship, teaching, Bible study. And I've just said, let's pray together. Uh, some of that's been more personal. Some of it's been more community focused. Some of it's been more focused on the things that we're actually supposed to be praying for in our ministry and the things that we want to commit to. And in all of that, I think it's been kind of a disservice to say pray, but not to be specific about that. And so I want to be more specific. That's one of the things I want to change. I want to be more clear and specific about, hey, this is what we're doing in this time. It's going to be a teaching and equipping time. It's going to be a time of reaching out. It's going to be a time more focused on the ministry and what is happening here. We're going to be praying about this decision and trying to see what God is leading us in. Or we're going to be ministering to each other during this time. To be just more clear and specific about what those prayer times are, I think that'll be helpful. I think we may need to change the times that we pray to make them more accessible to the right people at the right times. There's times when you need to have just a couple people in a room together and really press into what God has. There's other times we need to make it available to everybody and see how God might lead together corporately. I'm excited about that. You know, speaking of specific goals and changes that we have, we have this thing called an SDP, a strategic development plan. And in that SDP, we really focus on what are some specific tangible goals that some wins that we can have in this next season. One of those goals in the cafe is to have these conversations beyond the product. We want to have in this next year, well, actually half year now, a number of conversations. Our goal is about 160 a month. That whittles down to a few a day and just actively engaging customers and looking for opportunities to to encourage them, to pray for them, to share testimonies. It's really pretty broad in general, but it's a great opportunity. And every time we do it, we see God moving, we see his faithfulness. In the church, we have this thing called the discipleship metric, which is really our, our attempt to, to take many of the steps that we feel are important in a journey of faith, everything from, from coming to a church service to, uh, to starting to read your Bible every day, to, to making that profession of faith, to beginning to serve, to tithing, to going on a missions trip, all these different things, all these different steps and saying, each of these steps have different varying degrees of difficulty and, and require varying levels of commitment to Jesus. But we hope that people can make that commitment, that they can, they can go for that and we can see we can see advancement in each person's life in Christ as they take these steps of faith. So we've got this metric that we're trying to say every week uh, we average about 700 is the number that we're averaging a week. That's It's a lot of those different steps together. People deciding to come to church, people, people joining us on social media and being discipled that way throughout the week, getting involved in different kinds of small groups, attending different classes, those kinds of things. 
and then and then we say like uh, we add all that up together with those different points and different things like that and we get this number 700 and and we feel like all the way from really Easter when Jesus rose from the dead we were celebrating uh, on Easter Sunday and one of the ladies in our, our worship team felt like she heard God say that we're supposed to be moving into a season of growth by multiplication and so we said what would it look like for us to have 1400 a week for us to actually double the amount of, uh, of discipleship decisions that are being made people that are committing their lives to Christ in varying ways and that would be cool I think one of the biggest ways that that's going to happen is by by multiplying everybody getting in the word every day and making that commitment as an individual I will read the Bible and I will pray and for us to multiply the offerings of, of different services and fellowships that we have available and again, not to add another layer of administrative stress, but to say, as we peel away that administrative stress, how can we just create a space for people to engage in their faith journey, to, to pray, to be equipped, to worship, to understand the Bible, to, to, to care for each other, to encourage each other in whatever ways. It's a big one for us. We hope that we can have more interns. Right now, we actually have no interns in Envision right now. Uh, it's the first time ever being here, and it's kind of weird, to be honest, but... I think that it, it, it's, it's opening up an opportunity that I'm going to share about in a minute. I think that for Envision, we really want to have uh, more interns come back. And so we've already technically met our goal for the year through the summer, but what would it look like for us to engage more interns throughout the rest of this year? And that's one of the goals that we have. And then in this education center, some of you may have heard about it. Uh, it you may have joined a class or prayed for it from an update, but We've got this idea that, that God is opening up education as a major place of influence for us in this next season. We really want to participate in that and see how God would lead us. We, we, we jump-started some things in the spring of 2019, and then it just seemed like we had some struggles. We had some personnel issues, some this inability to, to get the things organized that we felt like God was leading us in, and it, it ended up being kind of tough. And so we've gotten to this place where we feel like we're supposed to switch and change. And from our focus being outward, it was more of those smell type classes that we're, we're gonna be in English and we're gonna focus on reaching out to people to transition to say, maybe our goal for this season should be developing a core team of people and focusing on really going deep with a few people. And so we wanna develop a Taiwanese internship. We've already started writing out some of that and even inviting people to pray about maybe they're supposed to be interns in this first season and uh, and so we want to have that we want to understand more clearly this internship to, to launch it this fall and then to say what's the next step for the next year and a half of the center what's it supposed to look like how is God leading us in the center as we move forward so those are some of the goals that we have we're gonna do some projects like updating our menu in the cafe or recruiting people for our coffee talk ministry that right now is is, uh, is a little short on teachers, creating more equipping classes, and, and multiplying groups and opportunities for people to get together to, to serve God. We want to see and envision our, kind of debrief our summer and develop some of the partnerships that we can have with churches around the world, see that strengthen for mutual benefit on both sides, and to see the plan for the center, how that's going to live out. Really excited about that. But I, I, I really feel like in the church, this emphasis on reading the Bible every day is one of the changes that I want to see. Um, of course, we, we honor God's Word and we want to, to push that forward, but I've just had this sense, actually, I saw this interesting 
Francis Chan's uh, Francis Chan, I guess a metaphor or kind of an object lesson. He he was drinking a bottle up on stage and he was saying, "This is weird, isn't it?" <laughs> and his point was, don't we don't come to church to get fed. We should be feeding ourselves throughout the week. We shouldn't be worrying about and, and getting frustrated about how the pastor's not feeding us enough or the church doesn't help me self-actualize. It's about self-sacrifice and about letting go and of our own selves and clinging to Christ. We do that through taking in his word and letting his word transform us. So we want to push this Bible club idea where everybody commits to just reading one chapter of scripture a day. And as they do that, we can share back and forth what we're learning and how God's teaching us and transforming us. But just that commitment of saying, I want to read the Bible chapter a day and just keep going after this and just fall in love with God's word, learn how to pray and learn how to hear from him through his word and let that change us, let that motivate us, let that empower us for what he has for us. Weekly services, this is kind of a big one. I have a feeling like in this next season, one of the things is... Um, is to really trim back the administrative, the kind of the production value, if you will, of making this a huge production on Sunday afternoons, and then trimming that back, and then engaging some people at a deeper level, allowing us to say, could we have actually three church types, church service type offerings each week? One on Friday night to serve people that come to Coffee Talk, one on Sunday morning to serve people that go to our second cafe, Dongyan, and one on Sunday afternoon to serve people that were reaching out in Shimon. I think there could actually be something really great that comes from allowing these three different types of services to serve different types of people, to engage them and, and to challenge them with the message of the gospel, inviting them into covenant relationship with God, to represent him and his kingdom wherever they're going back to throughout the week. I'm trying to recruit more Coffee Talk teachers, like I said, because we want to continue that ministry. So that's something that definitely we'll ask you to pray for in a minute. Praise God in the center education center we've actually had a major donor commit to a pretty significant amount of money throughout the rest of this year and what that means is that we can really focus in on developing curriculum and launching the center in a great way but we want to make sure that we do that in God's way and his timing and develop that kind of together in tandem with those interns and do that in a way that can really benefit everybody for the long term I say all of this with a pretty big sense of urgency because in about nine months from now, I'm going to be on an airplane again. We're going to go back and do our home service and going to go for three or four months. We'll be in the States visiting family and friends and church partners and it's going to be great. I'm excited about that. I, I appreciate in many ways that rhythm that our organization has us do, but honestly, it's hard. I don't like being gone from my home. And I don't like missing out on stuff here. I love what God is doing. I, I just, I love the city. I love the people here. <clears throat> I love the food. I mean, it's just, I just am so thankful that I'm here. And it's hard when I'm gone, especially when I'm gone for more than a couple weeks at a time. And so I have this sense of urgency because we're going to go back in summer 2020 for a few months. And I want to see what God's going to do in this next season. And, and I want to make sure that it's set up well, set up for success, and that we're handing things off to other people. That's actually a big part of what I feel like God is doing as well with this sense of the Father's heart. And I remember even a couple months ago he shared with me, I felt like God was saying, uh, you know what it's like to be a son and to work hard and to put so much effort in. And I'm going to show you what it's like to be a father who can step back and proudly um, 
will proudly cheer on his sons and daughters, proudly cheer on the people that are taking it to the next level, letting my ceiling, our ceiling as leaders be their floor. And so it's a big part of that leadership development piece and that father's heart that just wants to see people walk in the greatness of God. I'm excited about that. But the other bigger reason why there's such a sense of urgency is that this 432 number we've talked about, uh, every day 446 people pass away in Taiwan. 432 of those people didn't know Jesus. That number really has to change. More and more people have to know him. And there's opportunities that are opening up to share the gospel, to spread the gospel, the good news. Praise God. It seems like, according to the census, that the number of Christians in Taipei is going up. But the number of Christians in other parts of the country is, isn't necessarily going up at the same rate. And so there's opportunities. We've been this, this summer, we've been to, to camps in different parts of the country, in, in, uh, in small towns outside of big cities in southern Taiwan and on the east coast. And we feel like God is opening up opportunities in Hawaii and in Dalin. And even in Taichung, I talked to somebody a couple days ago who said, who was wondering if there's a way to do partnership. I think all of this sounds amazing and want, I want to participate in it. I want to see God move, but I want to do it well. And so I need you to pray. Can you commit to praying for Aroma a couple days a week? Maybe you set an alarm in your phone. Maybe you, maybe you set something up. I'm, I'm not sure exactly, but however it is that you remember to pray for Aroma at least twice a week, to pray for, pray for the leaders at Aroma, pray, pray for people that are coming to the church, pray, pray for people that come into the cafe, pray for people that are participating uh, in the internships and, and for all the different staff that help in different ways here. Pray for the community around us that we could be an increasingly great influence in Ximen, in Wanhua, in Taipei. Would you commit to sending? Maybe there's somebody that you know um, that is already here. Would you consider praying specifically for them, sending them encouraging notes and, uh, and, and praying for them every week, maybe even supporting them financially? Maybe there's somebody that you know of that actually could uh, maybe be in a position to come to Taiwan or to begin serving in this ministry. Maybe they're somewhere else in Taiwan and you feel like God has put them on your heart while you watch this movie. Maybe reach out to them. Maybe show this to them and, and talk with them about maybe how they could get involved. Maybe, maybe that person is you. And maybe more than praying, more than sending, maybe you're supposed to go. Maybe you're supposed to come and participate in this in a special way. I don't know exactly what it's going to look like. But I thank you for tuning into this. I thank you for committing to pray. I thank you for staying committed to this vision that God has given us to see Taiwan in revival, to see people reconciled to the Father, to see people empowered in the mission that God has given them, to see people walking in truth, to see people living out the fullness of the fruit and the gifts of the Spirit, and to see these practical changes like, um, like updating the menu in the cafe or or starting some new services in different places and different times around, around aromas here. Challenging people to read the Bible every day or getting out into the streets of Shemin and participating in outreach. I'm not sure which part has touched you, which part you said amen to, but whatever part that is, I just believe that God is moving in that and I wanna partner with you to see the next steps happen. Thank you so much for tuning in. God bless you. Have an awesome day. Thanks for tuning in. Check out this 25-minute podcast that includes some updates about 
what I feel like God is leading us in at Aroma.